The following is a hoop ball presentation. the Sports Ethos Atlanta Hawks team coverage podcast, formerly known as Hoopball Hawks. We cover everything regarding the Atlanta Hawks. You know who it is. I'm your host, Brian Harden, recording live here from Atlanta, Georgia, and I have a special guest who is going to keep it a buck with you, so y'all better buckle in. If you're in the car, you better put your seatbelt on. You're supposed to click it or tick it anyway, but be ready because this man's going to drop some notice. We have JR from the Boss Man Radio Show. Covering the Hawks for 10 plus years. JR, how are you doing this evening? Brother Brad, good to be with you here in the city of Atlanta, Georgia. True to Atlanta. More ways than one, brother. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm true to Atlanta when it comes to Hawks, but it, my listeners know where my other allegiance lies. So we'll talk about that off air so you don't uh, quit on me uh, in the beginning of the show. But we're going to start right into it. I mean, we had a conversation offline. Really intriguing conversation. I mean, we're going to just go out here. We're just going to jump into it. I mean, expectations for the Hawks this year. Right? We're going to talk about it. We're going to evaluate the offseason. Talk about a couple of players we want to see them do and whatnot. But we want to jump right into expectations for the Hawks. And I already know boss man, he got something to say. So you guys better have your ears ready. So y'all, I'm going I'm to give it to you. I'm going to give it to you, tee it off. And then I'm going to just bounce back off you for this one. Brother Brad. Brother Brad. See? The Hawks' expectations have been set way too high by these Atlanta Hawk media types who are no more than fanboys and fangirls, don't know nothing about basketball, period, uh, had doing this as a hobby, has no clue about how the game works. All they just happen, happen to be at the arena every night, okay? They, don't, they just want to rise up for clickbait purposes to get clicks on their little websites or what have you. But they don't really know the game of basketball. They're fanboy and fangirl and stuff. So, like, nah, bro. Like, first of all, and this also is, I'm, I'm going to say this too, these expectations could get McMillan fired because people are saying that the Hawks – our championship contenders, brother Brad. I'm looking at this roster. I'm like, no. Um, how about playing team at best and luck up in a six seed? Six seed maybe if somebody falls off. But no. But see, these Hawks media types who people get their news from and feed the fans this false reality and nonsense don't know what they're talking about. They're not. They're not analysts like me. They don't. They might be journalists or type up articles or ask questions of the players and coaches, but guess what? They don't really know basketball. And I mean, I mean, even on the, on the, the game, even on 6A, the fan, yes, I'm calling you all out, even on TV, WXIA, Fox 5, all, I don't know. And I, I see y'all at the arena, and I like some of you personally, but you don't do Chuck you talking about if you think trading pretty much four first round picks but the John Tay Murray who's on, 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 on the team control for two more years and as a clutch sports client hint hint is gonna win a championship really what did you change on the roster that's 
championship contender worthy. And let's be honest about this, this Brad. Let's be real. The Hawks had the most favorable luck to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. Okay. You played the Knicks, who don't who are a weak four seed, okay? And Tom Thibodeau does not make any adjustments. It was Derrick Rose, isolation, or Julius Randle, mid, mid-post, isolation, so go left and shoot a jumper. And he let Trey Young hide on Reggie Bullock, okay? Then the Sixers, Ben Simmons, which that series opened up the Ben Simmons issues, right, in Philadelphia, and get him out of Philadelphia. Then... Don't Trey out her against the Bucks, but they weren't gonna beat the Bucks with Trey Young. So everything lined up for the Hawks to be successful in that playoff run and make it. And then Travis Link brought people back, thinking the team was, "Hey, we we we've we've arrived. We've uh, you know we're we're there." And last year, rude awakening. This is who you really are. I never was one of the ones, oh, the Hawks. I never said that ever, Brother Brad, ever. I know basketball. I look at rosters. There's no, this roster is constructed last year, this year. Does, does it beat a Boston? No. Does it, beat, does it beat a Milwaukee? No. Does it beat a Philadelphia with now Peter Tucker, House, and Deontay Milton? No. And doesn't be the Miami Heat team who has you lost two and five this this year. So when I hear people in the Hawks media and Hawks fans tell me Hawks championship championship contenders with a Brad, who are the Hawks beating first round to get to even go on the run? Are they beating Boston, Philadelphia, Miami, or Milwaukee? If you can't answer me that question, Hawks championship contenders nowhere. Plain and simple. And I can't answer that question personally. I mean. They have, I mean, those are four teams that you mentioned that are proven. They're proven. They've advanced in the playoffs, no matter what the team dynamics are, what the rumors going on between the Celtics, if they're going to try to get Kevin Durant, which has come out recently today. Um, yeah, the Heat lost a couple pieces, but that's a championship organization down there. I don't expect hey, them to be good. Hey, gone. Brother Brad, the, the Heat beat the Hawks uh, uh, weakened. Right. Uh, Kyle Lowry and Butler and guys out, and they still beat the Hawks in five. And Bam Adebayo coming off injury, still trying to get into form, and they still beat them, beat them pretty handily in that first round series. So, yeah, the, the Murray move was great to put another playmaker, creator, perimeter defender next to Trey Young, which they desperately needed, but they really didn't do anything else on that roster. John Collins is still on the roster at this point, and who knows if he's going to stay. It's great to see him. Oh, yeah, Drew we, League we, and we, Summer we League. We discussed that too, brother. We need yeah, to talk because, about that too. Yeah, because uh, in my personal opinion, if we're if we going to have John Collins, we have to utilize him. And last year, his usage, usage went down. And we just relegated him to being catch and shoot. And we really didn't utilize a lot of his strengths. But yes, his weakness is putting the ball on the floor. He can't put the ball on the floor that well or create for others. So we have to set him up. I get that. But he does other things well, and we're not using athleticism. So we're pretty much handicapping him and my point is, why keep that if we're not going to use him? And then we waited around, waited around. We asked, put the asking price high because obviously we drafted him. We we value John Collins high, and the market has passed John Collins. And now the Hawks are sitting with him on the roster after putting him on trade rumors for the last year and a half. And now you're going into the, the last year, three years, trying, the last three years, last three years, yeah, last three years. Uh, heated up the last year and a half, but it's been longer because they really didn't want to pay him. Then they paid them and now they're stuck with them. So 
it's a lot of question marks on this roster. I didn't, I didn't, when we got Murray, I wasn't saying championship contender because I was still waiting for the next move after that. This because you're a realist, brother Brad. You you you're not one of these narrative of painters. That, 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 that you're not a fanboy. You're a real analyst, brother. And I appreciate you being a real analyst, not a fanboy or a fangirl. Thank you, sir. Oh, or uh, now nah, a clickbait artist like somebody else we know. <laughs> and I got and I got to keep it a book. Everybody was waiting for the next move to happen, and that next move. Never happened this offseason. Now, do you have any theories as to is it just this the market for John Collins? Is the asking price too high? Like, why can't they move on from John Collins? What is holding them back from moving on from him if we're not going to utilize him well here in Atlanta? Let, let me go back one one spot to the to East, East, East Conference, Nick and to, to JC. So, brother Brad, on my list, brother, I have as constructed here on my list, brother, Boston, Milwaukee, Philadelphia, Miami, Toronto are already better, better than Atlanta Hawks. Those five already. Additionally, at full strength, keyword, at full strength, Chicago and Cleveland. The wild card is Brooklyn. That's eight teams already before we get to the Atlanta Hawks. As constructed right now as we record this podcast, are better Atlanta Hawks at full strength. That's eight teams. So the Hawks, at best, as with no more moves being made, they're ninth with New York, Charlotte, and Washington for fighting for that play-in game. Based on the five I mentioned at the top, Boston, Milwaukee, Philadelphia, Miami, Toronto, better already. At full strength, Alonzo Ball and Zach Levine healthy with Mark DeRozan, the Bulls are better. Darius Garland fully healthy with a healthy Immobile, you know, Jared Allen, those guys, and his little bit of shooting here. Sexton, if he's back on, on his qualifying offer, full strength, more talent than Atlanta Hawks are. Okay? Better. All right. Brooklyn is a wild card. We can't talk about them. So we leave the Knicks, the Hawks, the Hornets, and the Wizards competing for 19 playing spot as constructed, Brother Brad, right now. And, and at this point, those other teams that were competing in that bubble, I put us ahead of them. I, I do. But it's still going to be a dogfight. I mean, the Eastern Conference has yes. gotten better. It's gotten better. It's the NBA. I'll put the Hawks as the number nine team in the Eastern Conference, yes. I, I have them as number nine, okay? That's me being real. Not a fanboy or a clickbait artist or a fangirl. Or I, I don't know basketball, period. Or I shouldn't be covering the media because I'm doing this for a hobby because I want free meal. But that's what I'm saying. <laughs> So, and there are those types, brother Brad. I'm serious. <laughs> oh, and I see them out there. I see them. I see them. I mean, they, they want to put out hope. It's, it's great to have hope, but we got to be real. Got, well, we look, you know what I put out, brother? I put out real. Yes, we you have know, to put oh, out the real. Brother, you and I are both black men in America. We got we to put out real, brother. <laughs> we, we, we can't put out fake. We have to put out real about what we do in, in, in this country and beyond. So we are, and that's how, that's how I do my sports analysts. How I live my life is real. How I tell my listeners in my audience, real. I don't paint pie in the sky. I'm not I'm not the rosy guy. Now I can find positives, of course I can. But I gotta be real about the expectations and then over, overall sense of the team, which I fear is gonna make Nathan Miller lose his job because that people in the Hawks and ecosystem and the narratives spinning space have made them the Hawks of championship contenders. And I'm like, in what world? Uh, on 2K, on 2K, when you're on easy mode, you playing on your own, <laughs> not in real life. And I was, gonna, and they all, I was going to ask you that question anyway. 
I mean, you you, you seen you seen social media. People want Nate McMillan gone. They were they were clamoring for Sharif Cooper to get on the floor. Jalen Johnson, these young guys. We know Nate McMillan is old school. Doesn't really play the young guys. He got them to the Eastern Conference with, like you mentioned, the luck. And then last year they did deal with a lot of injuries, but it was what it was. Like it, the roster was what, what it was, and they could not get out of the first round. Is this Nate's last year? And and we're, and we're going to say it's not purely because of him. There are some things as far as game management wise, as far as the the timeouts, the long stretches. We just get bludgeoned in runs. He wants to let them play it out, and really, you should be like Pop. As soon as it's 7-0, 9-0, call a timeout, get the team together, rally the troops. So there's some things that Nate McMillan has done himself. But that aside, all in all, should this be Nate McMillan's last year? Because you know if they get out the gate and they struggle, and you know how the media is here in Atlanta, they want a winner, they're desperate for a winner. They just had the, uh, the Bulldogs win the national title. And congratulations to the Georgia Bulldogs. As an LSU fan, I got to give you a credit. And as a St. Louis Cardinals fan, I got to give the Braves credit. So they already have two teams that have won championships in the last calendar year. The Hawks have knocked on the door, but but literally went back out to the sidewalk last year. So they're not even on, they're not even a doorstep. They're on a the sidewalk now, as you just mentioned. Should this be Nate McMillan's last year? I, as black men in America, no, that it should not be Nate McMillan's last year. But you mentioned, you talk about the expectations. And all this chatter, what do you foresee the gate coming out in Willow's well, murder? It murders? shouldn't be last year, LeBron. It should not be. It shouldn't be last year. And, and, and if I'm if my name is a Trey Young, I'm talking to Trey Young. If two black coaches are fired on your watch as the best player on the team, not cute, not pretty. Because if you want him here, you'll be here. That's Lloyd Pierce. If you wanted him, he would have been around. You didn't want him, you know. Um, Nate McMillan, if he's gone, you're gonna have a hand in that too. The two black coaches, you're gonna get fired because of what? Now, he should not be gone, brother, brother Brad. This he's a good coach for this kind of a team who is playing, trying to get to the next level. But the problem is this, though. Like we told, as I laid out in my previous rant, that that run gave the front office and the fan base and the media who don't know anything about basketball, a false sense of security that the Hawks are building what they really are. And now the Hawks are paying for it. They gave Capella an extension. They gave JC what the money he does, he wanted, which is five years, 125. He wanted the max deal, but he, he still came out good. Five years, 125 is good for JC with a player option. So, you know, you, 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 you bring back some different guys. You, you know, you make a trade for the line, right? You make... You know, you bring back Lou Williams on a five million dollar deal, so you do you you kind of run it back, and everybody around you got better, and you took a step back, and now you got you created the Jonte Murray four first round picks for a guy in Murray, which I, I which between the Murray trade and the Gobert trade, the trade market is, is definitely different. Therefore, it's throwing in picks now, which is complicating. They we time we will talk about this later. A JC a JCC trade is complicated now. Because of this, because now the Hawks won't sell some up for JC now. But to move off the moving. But to answer your direct question, Nate should not be fired. Okay? Does Nate have some flaws of being rigid and old school? Yes, he does. 
all coaches have soft spots and flaws. That's that's who you hired when you bought him, when you kept him, you knew it's who he was, right? And what I don't like about what happened, I don't know, I don't know if you saw this, I'm not, I'm not uh, Brother Brad, but soon the Hawks lost in the into Miami, a certain media type had a hit piece article go out to McMillan after the playoffs ended. A certain a media type had a hit piece on him. Like, so whose locker room is sending his brother all these information to have already, already the can a hit piece to hit Nate with Lions Hawks lose, lose four to one to the heat. So you, when you have leaking like that and the leaking comes from certain people, if you know how the article is written, it benefits certain individuals. Hint, hint. So, <laughs> so you know, when that's going on, Brother Brad, behind the scenes, it kind of slips, 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 slips out into the front scope of the mainstream. When you ain't lost but, but a day or so, out, a hit piece already ready? <laughs> you ain't been out in class a whole day? And it's already released. Yeah, so so someone had the uh, bullets loaded in the chamber already for sure. Yes. And, they, and they got the ammo. They got the ammo and they put that piece out. And it's not fair to Nate McMillan. It wasn't fair to Lloyd Pierce, and the media did have a role in Lloyd Pierce. Oh, being and the same out. dude was behind that, always badgering him. And when that game in San Antonio, when Lloyd Pierce lit that joker up about how to play defense, oh, I love that when he lit that sucker up on the Zoom. But at that night, boy, that was funny. <laughs> and yeah. I ain't saying it. I ain't giving. I ain't saying his name, but Gene, he know who he is. He know who he is. He a Knicks fan. He worked. He worked for the the. the the clickbait. <laughs> we know. We we absolutely know. We we absolutely know. So I agree. I agree with you. Nathan Miller should not be going anywhere. And it's not like there are just a, a plethora of better coaches out there that can replace Nathan Miller with the experience and the tenure and the command that he does have over the locker room. Now, can he control stuff that doesn't leak out to the media? We've already seen that. That has been a problem in this locker room, regardless of who's at the helm at this point. Regardless at the helm. Remember when, remember when it was LP versus Trey, Trey versus JC, all those. And you notice how it came from the same person, all these articles. <laughs> those the same individual I always had, uh, stirring up stuff, uh, uh, stuff against brothers, I see. They, 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 they always like, they, must, they love playing off uh, brothers with drama, I see. But you notice it came from the same person, right? Always. The, the, the Hawks Twitter, they call it out. They do. Some of them do. Some of them do. Some of the people that and, I, and, I follow, and, they call and, it and, out. And, and, and Brother Brad, let, let, let me throw it out there, uh, brother, 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 brother Brad. That those articles always benefit a certain point guard. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there. Don't get mad at the messenger, but the article I seem to benefit a certain point guard. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> And that certain player is, as of right as it stands right now, the best player on this team. So, I mean, we have, I mean, they have to appease him, but at then and again, at some but, point. You, that it, would it, tell it, me that's probably where the league can't spring from. See, in this in this game, I'm going to tell you about the media. With Adam Schefter or Ian Rappaport in the NFL or Woj or Shams or Chris Haynes, always look about who does the report benefit. You can figure out where it leaked from. 
always think about that. Where did the who does this report benefit? You can figure out what who does it benefit? What's the end game? Who does it and who so you can figure out who put it, who whose side put it out there. When I see a when I see a report, I'm looking for that. Okay, who does it benefit? Then I do click dots. Okay, boom. I know who I know who, who linked this, this article, link this, link this to this, this, this person. Let me let me give you let me give you the background on Shams, Woj, and Schefter and Rappaport. You know what happens? About five minutes before a team go announce something, they tell them so they can put a tweet out to keep their little insider with the insider. That's why how side works, bro. About five minutes, ten minutes before they were gonna announce the, the deal ourselves, we're gonna give you a heads up. That's how that that game works. And they playing that game to a fiddle here. And they the make world. millions off this now. Five, yes. A five-minute heads up. So they sell their souls to get the five-minute heads up to say, I'm the inside. I got I got I broke it, I broke it first. Yeah, and and, I, and they know here, my listeners, you know, I'm not gonna sell my soul for anything. I'm gonna shoot you, shoot it to you straight. We're gonna tell you the truth. And the truth is this roster ain't what it's cracked up to be. And this offseason, I mean Murray. I'm glad we got him, but I mean, what what was it worth giving up? I mean, we did give up Gallo, which liability, what did, a liability. What changed about the Hawks' outcome, brother Brad? Nothing. Having him, having him or not, what did it change the Hawks' outcome? It's a lateral move. It's a lateral move at this point. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, until yes. there's something else that happens, it is a lateral move, and and that's what I said when we first got him. That's great, but there's something that's supposed to come next. And speaking of what's to come next, we're gonna take a quick break for this plug and come back and talk John Collins. And we might as well talk about John Collins. Is there some like for me? I love John Collins as a player. I love him. Love him as a player, as a teammate. He reminds me of myself when I played college football. As far as being that locker room guy, that glue guy, that's why I really like John Collins. Obviously, things have happened. Riff that has been leaked about certain media sessions that John Collins has challenged certain people who you may have alluded to on this episode already. Oh, he did, and and when when he says we, we is code for a certain point guard, okay? <laughs> so it, that has that has come out, and then <laughs> ironically, the usage has dropped, and now the trade rumors keep heating up because you have to appease a certain player. And my thing is the only with the market drying up, with them going the entire offseason, There's when you talk about everybody wanting picks. In my opinion, and I don't even know if this move necessarily makes this team better, 
the only realistic player that is in a disgruntled situation that I could potentially see us making a player for player swap for John Collins. And I would love to get to take, and I got this from John Williams, shout out, congratulations on your new baby boy uh, who I work with. We talked about this at work, Julius Randle. He's the only player out there, in my opinion, that's in a disgruntled situation that in the, in the money matches up that could potentially be a player swap for swap. But outside of that, in the era of everybody wanting picks, it complicates things. So I would just definitely love your take on if that swap is feasible or we, we just gonna have to keep playing the waiting game as far as who got the picks and who wants to take John Collins. Well, it has to be a worse move because Randall needs the ball in his hand to be effective. JC can actually get those jump points, offensive rebound, craft of glass, rim rolls, you know, a corner three. Randall needs the ball to be slow, methodical, set up his left hand and, you know, shoot his fadeaway jumper. And Trey Young needs the ball. Murray needs the ball. So bringing in a guy who needs the ball will not work. That's a recipe, recipe for a disaster. And that's the problem with trying to match somebody with Trey Young. And I think with Murray's going to be a problem eventually. Because Murray is how you should as well as Trey Young is. And we see that Trey Young is not particularly like to be off the ball. I don't care what he says out loud. He's not like, he's not like that to be off the ball. He's not a DHO guy. Okay. He's had the ball in hand to run to run his pick and rolls to get open his floaters, his lobs to Capello, his streets to the weak side, strong side corner, the dunker spot with JC. So no. I, I do worry about the fit with Murray. It's all rosy right now, bro. We ain't had to, ain't had to play for real yet together. Think about LeBron, AD, and Russell Westbrook. Mind you, it was only 20 games, but it was rosy last summer. LeBron said, nah, I want Russell over the Buddy Hill deal when he went Le GM. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Le GM. So, like, no, not nah, Captain. So, I'm not even feeling the Murray trade because I, I know that Trey needs the ball in his hands. Trey you know, needs a team like the 0-1 Sixers with Allen Iverson. I agree with you. I've said that before. They have Trey, to construct Trey that has team to have, just like that. Yes, it, it has to be Trey and, and the Trey ends, okay? It has to be that way. He can't share the rock with people who need the ball. He's high usage. I don't care what he says, what he, his father says. He's not that dude. He needs the ball in his hand to be successful on offense. And he, and he needs to try on defense defense as well, as, as well, brother. And the, the market for J.C. Um, has dried up because of Durant, of course, Kyrie, and now Mitchell. So he's down the fourth peg. And now, like I said, the Gobert trade has complicated matters, and the Murray trade has, on what the Hawks are going back for J.C. So I think he will start off in Atlanta. And when the team realizes it's not what he think it is, then you hear the rumors again. But I will tell you this. I got notes here for you, brother. Bogdanovich, last year of guaranteed on his money, he's a, team, he's a player option next year. He could be moving with the deadline to deduct the luxury tax because the Hawks are $1.2 million over, over the tax. tax. So Tony, Tony Russell is not paying the tax, brother. He ain't paying the tax. He ain't paying the tax. Correct. So Holiday, $6.2 million. A target to get traded the deadline. Mo Harkless, 4.5 million trade to the tax. The Hawks have 14 players again on, on 14 players, 13 of them guaranteed, except for Therese Martin on a partial guaranteed deal. 
I guarantee you the deadline, one of these guys are getting moved, the Delta tax. Harkless, Holiday, Bogey, if you think they ain't gonna be able to resign him, he ain't gonna opt into his deal next year, 18 million and 20, 23 and 24. Or JC's move will help them duck the tax. So guys on the roster now, one, some, one of y'all getting moved duck, they duck this tax at some point this year. So enjoy your time in Atlanta because y'all be here the whole year long. <laughs> <laughs> Rent not by people. Rent not, your name is Holiday, Harkless. <laughs> rent not buy you could be gone and when you say holiday you mean justin holiday because you justin, know aaron, yeah. aaron on the team too yeah. aaron, aaron, aaron's, aaron's on the minimum yeah he ain't going nowhere he on the minimum but justin and mo because wrestler is not paying that luxury tax brother well one bump or two million dollars over it he's gonna duck their tax to get that revenue sharing money from golden state and those the clippers all the teams who are on the tax so and, yes. e- and even when they made that trade and got harkless i knew he was gonna be a guy that would be moved on uh at some point uh, I saw maybe some potential in depth as far as perimeter defense and at the wing position in Justin Holiday. So potentially, who knows? But the big key is Bogey, as you mentioned. Bogey being hurt, having surgery this offseason, coming back. We know because the thing is, the thing that separates the teams that you mentioned are at the top is that they have a for sure third score that you can trust and consistent and it's consistent. With Bogey coming off the bench. Who he's probably not going to finish lineups at the end of games. You can't really count him as your third option, even though at some nights he is your second, third leading scorer as far as production for the Hawks. So I can see your point as Bogey potentially being gone by the trade deadline and maybe packaging Harkless and see where it goes from there. Or if someone does want to bite on John Collins. Uh, so it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. I mean, I said last year was a proven year. This was an evaluation year for them to make moves. Obviously this was a very underwhelming, it was an underwhelming off season for the NBA in general, just a bunch of chatter, just a bunch of rumors, just a bunch of, he said, they said nothing happened, nothing coming to fruition. And now the Hawks have kind of just in this point where the roster is what it is, nice seed, can maybe push in and get a be, be in playing, but it's going to take a lot of luck at this point. Ain't still losing in five, in five games or whoever you play. Yeah, it, 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 yeah. <laughs> without, hey, without, without another move, without another move. Let me let, let me help the fans before we go, but uh, Bradley, them have me help me, brother. Fans, Atlanta Hawks, enjoy the team from October to, to, to second week in April because it'll be over by the end of April, okay? It'll be over in five games, okay? Just get you a two Hawks t-shirts at the arena <laughs> and enjoy your Hawks branded t-shirts for the playoffs and it's over. First round, okay, who they play. If they get to play, if they get in, it's over. And I got another question uh, before we go. Okay. A lot of the Hunter extension. We know, I mean, everybody talked about Kelton Johnson getting his money this offseason, but I talked on the last episode, Kelton Johnson has been more available and he has better numbers. And when you're available and you're able to put that product out, people are more willing to trust you to give you that money. Herter was in that situation. Collins was in a situation. So he can potentially still get an extension. But for me, for DeAndre Hunter, it's all about him being healthy. It's about him continuing to get better at putting the ball on the floor and continuing to get be consistent on both ends of the floor and, and improving as a jump shooter. Do you, do you see – I don't see it happening before – the first game in October, as far as extension, do you think this will bleed into next year? Uh, if I'm a, the Hawks, would love for him to take a team friendly deal. If I was DeAndre Hunter, I would 
rolled the dice. But Kevin Herter bit at the money that was like, and he took it at the last year. John Collins rolled the dice and ended up winning, betting on himself. Hunter, you have not been healthy. Can you? It's just, it's tricky. He can bail on himself, but if he's uh, he's hurt again, his own regret it. So it's very tricky. I would lean towards betting on myself and hoping for the best. But with his history of being injured, I might well take what it is. Because uh, I know he wants four years, 80 million. I don't think he's that dude right now. I don't think I don't think he is too. And like I said, the last I'm episode, four I, years fifty at best. I, I I said at best sixty. I said at me at best sixty. Um, I but four years fifty is more realistic. And when you compare him and Keldon Johnson, if you guys are numbers people, go on Basketball Reference right now. Put, type in Keldon Johnson's name, compare to DeAndre Hunter, and you'll still see the numbers. You can look at per per one hundred possessions because DeAndre Hunter is touted as a wing defender, even Kelton Johnson's defensive efficiency per 100 possessions is better than DeAndre Hunter. Now, could that be sample size? And all you can blame is availability. So at this point, that Kelton Johnson number did not help DeAndre Hunter, especially now. So I think that he does need to ball. He needs to take this year personally. Yeah, like, like uh, Mike, Michael Jordan in that documentary, and uh, that's when I took it personal. DeAndre Hunter, you need to take it personal. You need to be available. You need to be in the training room. You need to ice, bubble wrap, whatever you need to do to play at least 65 games this year and go out there and prove it. Enforce your hand. Enforce the Hawks' hand. Force them to give you the contract that you think you deserve. And at this point, it's time for, uh, like little Baby says, something to prove. You got something to prove right now at this point. Uh, so is there yes, anything he do, he do have something to prove and uh and he making cash out he know he can cash it out <laughs> <He's> right around <laughs> where that Nina. <laughs> well, well well boss man is there anything you want to add before i wrap up this episode uh just say fans be smart fans don't get caught in narratives and clickbait and fan boys and fan girls and non-basketball knowing people take stuff from me and brother brad I'm going to give you to you the real, you know, I'm not bound by being a fan boy, being just so loyal. I can't speak the truth and be speak facts. So facts over fiction, real over fantasy. That's what I'll leave with brothers and sisters of the sports ethos Hawks balling podcast that I have joined today with brother Brad here We're doing this thing. Man, I, I appreciate that. Uh, guys, I'm glad you guys are getting that dose of reality. I try to put it out there. I see people on Twitter, you know, having their eclectic uh, opinions and you're passionate. Your fans, I understand that. I mean, for my personal sports teams, I have to walk back and be realistic myself. We have to call a spade a spade. And if you're not good at spades, that's a whole nother conversation that you need to have with yourself. Uh, but if you love what you heard today, give us five stars, give us a good review, share it and tell everybody. Tell your partner them, cousin them, no matter who it is. You already know, tell sports fans, Atlanta Hawks fans, basketball fans, NBA fans, ceiling fans, it does not matter. You got ears, you want to hear this show, put them on to this show. Follow us on Twitter at Ethos Hawks. On Twitter, that's at Ethos Hawks. Follow myself at Brad Jared67 on Twitter. That's Brad J-A-R-R-E-T-T-67. The boss man, where can they follow you at? Because uh, you know they're going to say something to you. <laughs> 
at Bossman Show at Jr. The Bossman on Twitter, Instagram, The Bossman Show, Instagram, Jr. Underscore The Underscore Bossman. Bring the Heat Hawks fans. I'm here to give you reality, not fantasy. All right, and we'll catch you guys next time. And as always, it's a pleasure, and I'll keep you guys updated.